You're listening to The Sigrun Show, episode number 436. In this episode, I talked to Don Hobbs about how to think bigger. Today, I speak with Don Hobbs. Don began a successful sales and leadership career when he was just 18 years old, working with personal development legend Jim Rohn. He co-founded an advertising company and helped build it to 20 million revenue powerhouse. He went on to become president of Success Magazine. His ultimate vision is to inspire people to change their lives and businesses. And in this episode, we talk about how you can show up and think bigger in your life and business. Before we dive in, we have just kicked off online business summer school that runs the whole month of June. This week, we were doing a powerful exercise to create a compelling vision, and so many participants had amazing breakthroughs. Have you already signed up for online business summer school? This is the biggest and best free training I've ever offered. And now is your chance to not take a break in the summer, but actually build your business. Join us, go to the show notes at signal.com forward slash 436, where you will find a link to sign up for free. And you will also find all the links to Don Hobbs. I am so excited to be here with Don Hobbs, and I am glad we finally made it because uh, after we scheduled, I got sick for six weeks and then I went into a launch and I'm like, oh, this guy's not going to talk to me. So I'm glad you're here with me and I'm sorry for all the delays in recording our episode. Uh, it's my pleasure to be here. Thanks, Sigrun. I, I have pleasure and I'm glad that you're better and that we're here. So <laughs> yeah. all that matters. Yes. So we want to talk about how to think bigger and act bigger and basically show up for yourself because, you know, every entrepreneur needs to be out there and tell people that they exist. But before we dive into that, you have a fascinating background. You know, I was reading your bios, like there's Jim Rohn, there's Success Magazine. Uh, there is all this experience that benefits my world or the world of the women listening to this episode today. So your story, you know, how come you were working with Jim Rohn and what, what happened? Like, how far do we need to go back? What's your story? Yeah, so we go way back. We got to go back to when I was uh, 18 years old. My mom uh, had seen Jim Rohn. Uh, her line was to me, she called me and she said, I've got, uh, I, I met a guy, I saw a seminar, I met a guy and he reminds me of you, which I think is really funny to think that I would remind her of. Uh, anyway, it, it, you see the irony of that. And, and of course I was like, huh? Anyway, it turns out that uh, she bought me a ticket. I went to go see him the next month and uh, fell in love with the man. If, if people are not familiar with Jim Rohn, um, please become uh, familiar with him because he's very findable on YouTube. He's very discoverable in many ways. And of course, he's quoted by almost every speaker in the world. I mean, he's, I, I get in Clubhouse and, and I'm on, in, on panels, I'm in rooms, training, whatever, and people are constantly bringing up Jim Rohn. He was kind of the early day mentor to an awful lot of the, the well-known speakers of today and uh, a great influencer. And of course, uh, you know, I was 18, so I was very impressionable. I sat in a room with a thousand people in Orange County, California, and uh, was just fascinated. And I walked up at the break and I said, I wanna do what you do. I wanna be like you. And uh, very naive, but um, 
you know, sweet when I think back to, I would love to have that. I love when people come up and say stuff like that. And, and uh, he certainly was uh, gracious. And I ended up buying all of his stuff and uh, getting to his leadership weekend, which was, by the way, m far more intimate, 50 people. So here was this 18 year old hanging out with all of these big business people who'd paid big bucks that I had to really like, I had to find the money. And a thousand dollars in 1976 was a lot of money. So I, uh, I attended that. I got to be, um, you know, around him a lot. And then uh, at that event, I said, hey, I want to work for you. How do I do that? So he, he put me to work for him. I got into sales. And about three months later, another interesting piece to that is Tony Robbins came along and he was this big gawky kid. He was 17. So we had, uh, and we also had another guy there that was there uh, who was one of the founders of Herbalife. Uh, which also went on to be a big deal. And he was like 19. So we were all these kids running around, you know, following gym stuff. And uh, it was a really very great time for me, a time of coming out, learning, growing, reading, uh, journaling, just becoming, uh, you know, what I was going to be and discovering that, that, that personal growth part, you know, we don't, we don't make more money than our personal growth. We don't have more achievements in our personal growth, you know, that we are the foundation for all of it. And, um, and then I became his president uh, after six years and got to play with him for a couple more. And then uh, we didn't have a falling out, but he married a woman who wanted to run the company and I already did. And we had a little falling out over that. So uh, I went on to build something else. And that was a big deal in the real estate space, big training company, uh, branding, uh, personal marketing. How do you show up and, and stand out? And did that for many years, actually spoke for uh, over a million and a half realtors through my lifetime. And then I uh, got a chance to uh, work with Gary Keller, who was the, the author of getting uh, of um, uh, the one thing, which became a big national international uh, smash seller and uh, uh, built the training and all the courses and all that around that book. And then uh, uh, more recently had a chance to play with the founder of EXP Realty, uh, Glenn Sanford. And uh, when, when we made the decision to buy success magazine, he asked me if I would, uh, join them in that. And, and so became the president of success, which is pretty cool because it's a 124 year old iconic. I mean, one of the most you know prestigious names in, in, in all of personal development. I was reading it when I was 18 years old, 1920, right? That was, that was our Bible to go to and to think that full circle. Uh, now I get a chance to be part of the leadership team on that is, uh, is pretty awesome. So that's, that's a bit of my story. I could take it shorter and I could go longer, but that's, that's it in a nutshell. Fascinating story. And we could dive in so many bits and pieces. I'm just thinking like, what a lucky break, or maybe not lucky, maybe the universe provided or whatever. Maybe you had the upbringing and your mother, the intuition that you were so early on in the personal development space where I guess this was for most of the world non-existent. I have the feeling now it's all over. You have TED Talks. Like there are so many ways that... Uh, young kids today will be exposed to personal development in a more natural way, but you had to seek this out. Yeah, it wasn't, it wasn't today for sure. It was a different era. And, you know, it's funny if you go back a little further, if you go back to the early days of, let's say, Success Magazine, it was actually called uh, New Thought. And so it's, it was almost mystical. And so the years of evolution, you know, and all of that, of course, uh, Oprah's done a nice job of bringing it out. There's been many key leaders in the world, but she was one of those that popularized it to the mainstream. And you're right, social media has changed the game entirely because we're seeing more positive things. We got more access to more video. We have so much more today than we ever had before, but it's still 
the cornerstone for all success, at least from my, the way I see it. Yeah. Well, I only went into the space in 2004. So I haven't had the, the, the same length, like you discovering so early. I'm a little bit jealous, to be honest, that someone, you know, you, it changes your life when you realize that this is all in your head. Yeah, it's it's head and heart. It leads everything. And, you know, it, when you said I was lucky, I, I certainly uh, don't believe in coincidence. I always say, what are the chances of that? And the answer is 100 percent because it was supposed to happen that way. Right. It's oh, uh, it, I love it. Yeah. Destined. And, yeah. and you know, uh, some of it is preparation, as we've always talked about, you know, preparation uh, in advance. You're in the right place, right time. And then you're ready to take advantage of it. You're in the mindset for it. I mean, you know, a lot of it is just being I mean, even even the company that we created in real estate, um, you know, is a largely um, we didn't know what we didn't know. We didn't know uh, many things about the space. We we followed the lead of our clients. They told us what we needed to know and we stayed ahead of them and, and created a whole trend. We changed the industry entirely. But I won't say that I set out to change the industry. I set out to deliver, to help, to create, to to be a big part of people's lives. And it just, you know, then follow it. Just go with it. Go with the flow, right? Mm. I've got some maybe better ideas on that now, but that that certainly was the way that I, I walked into it. I didn't go, wow. You know, I mean, Stephen Cutby said, begin with the end in mind. I didn't do that. I didn't go, wow, over here, someday I'm going to walk out of that and retire and sell that. And, you know, it's going to be a big deal. I didn't do that. I just walked into it going, what can I do? How can I show up? Yeah. And, uh, and it worked out great. I think most of us do that. I also didn't plan to have a multiple seven-figure online coaching business. Yeah. First, I just wanted to create myself a job where I could earn the living I had before in the corporate world. So, yeah. But now with Success Magazine, you know, I recently saw the cover of uh, the wonderful woman that started uh, it. And I, I walked into a shop a few days later. So, love it. Uh, we're on video here and he's showing me the cover. So, just that story and he seeping on the cover because I also know the makeup artist that did her makeup for the cover. So I love it when things go uh, in circle. And then a few days later, I walk into a shop here in Reykjavik, Iceland, and they had displayed her makeup. And then I start to tell my mother and my sister, we need to buy this because of her story. And she was in Success Magazine and she's written a book. And it's interesting how that works. Now she's getting more business. Absolutely. What, a, what an incredible story, actually. What an incredible story. But you know what? There are so many of those success stories. I'm sure you highlight a lot of them. I'm fortunate to be with you today. But, you know, what you're doing to bring these kinds of stories to your, you know, to your listeners, to your world is is really spectacular because, you know, if we don't get the exposure, we don't know what's possible. We don't we don't know what the possibilities are for our life until we have somebody walk into it and say, hey, you're bigger than, you know, hmm. That's a perfect lead to our talking about how can we, I know you're a man and I'm a woman and most of my listeners are women, but I still think you can help us with all your background. What can women do to show up bigger? Many of them seem to be so shy to show up on the internet and, and then they tell me they want to run a business, but at the same time, they don't want to show up like that's a conflict. It is for sure. It's, um, you know, it's a, it's a human trait, uh, to not show up. It's, it's a human thing to not feel good enough to not be enough. I mean, it's a, it's a human quality. It's a, it, it wasn't our birthright. We were born into perfection, 
but we were taught to fear to uh, play small. We were taught, and it wasn't parents. It, it could have been parents, but it could have been teachers and society. Uh, you know, even uh, television is is to the norm. It's to normalize. It's to bring down. It's to bring to a lower common denominator. Everything is about that. And then belonging, you know, means we want to do what most people do instead of running the road less traveled to use an old phrase or, you know, to see myself at the top of the mountain by myself, where they always talk about leadership is a lonely place because, you know, and and so there's many things that say we don't want to stand out. And there's many things that say we want to be part of the crowd. And yet in business, it's the exact opposite. And Sigrun, that's, you know, that's probably the biggest message for people is they have to figure out that if nobody knows who you are, you know, we always talked about people have to know you, like you and trust you. And then I added, because of my marketing background, I said, and remember you. I mean, if I don't even know that you exist, I can't possibly do business with you. And when I see you and I begin to become part of your life and you part of mine, we have a chance for us to to build a relationship. And today that can be done in a lot of ways. Social media allows it. Uh, video and of course, video in social media. But I mean, YouTube, I mean, your podcast, the things that you've done are just a great example of the ways that somebody can show up and and really transform a lot of people. And so when we say we want to help people, the question is, can we put ourselves on the line and show up in a big way uh, that is maybe different than what we expect? You know, I had, I, I didn't expect this, but I just sent something to somebody. If I can find it quickly enough while we're on, uh, I will I will read this to somebody. I'm not a big guy who believes in reading in a, in a podcast, but I, I've got a piece that might be really, really important called Commitment. Love it. And I found it years ago. I found it uh, 19, 18, 19 years ago. Uh, the author I know, and I can never find this piece on online. So I have it from one time. Uh, I've never found it since. So uh, maybe we can share it. and It'll be a secret for everybody yeah. on your podcast. Absolutely. I would, I would love it so much. So if someone is listening saying, yeah, okay, I need to show up, but I'm still scared. <laughs> yep. What do you suggest? So a couple things. Okay. So, so let's talk about the big picture of this because First of all, sometimes we we uh, it's our thinking, right? So sometimes it's the inner. It's the part of us that says I'm not good enough, and um, and I don't deserve. And those are things that we have to go to work on. Those are things that we have to show up and 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 journal and get help on it. And if it means seeing somebody, if it means finding a group, if it means like there's a part of us that has to come out. If we're going to show up big and we're held back, we have choices. How do we break that barrier? How do we break through those walls? That, that's up to us. How, how we go about that's going to be up to us. But we have to. If we're going to show up, we have to. And, and sometimes it's, it's experimenting. It's coming out and then getting real positive feedback because our pro- programming leads to our thoughts and our thoughts lead to our feelings and our feelings lead to our actions. Our actions lead to our results. And so in our results, then we'll either verify, see, I told you so inside my programming, or it will go wow, I didn't know that, which starts to change the programming, which changes the thoughts, which changes the feelings and the actions, et cetera, right? So, so we have to decide in the cycle where we're going to break into that. And I think that a large part of it is, you know, once you've made the decision that you're going to show up, then it's the commitment. And if, if again, you, you do your first couple videos, I mean, I've got people that are experimenting with this all the time and they get the first feedback and people go, wow, I saw you the other day. It's really great. I love what you're doing. Then it's like, oh yeah. And then we start to show up in a different way. Right. And then we can start to see ourselves, uh, get around bigger people. You know, a friend of mine said 
that he used to admire all these authors and these people that were such influences in his life. And he said, when I started to um, call them and say, hey, could I, could I fly into your town and, and buy you dinner? Could I see you? Could I spend time with you? Could we have a phone call? Could I just ask some questions? And they were always gracious. They said it was amazing to see how many people were willing to help. However, he said, when, my, when my, uh, these mentors became my social life and they became my peers instead of my, my mentors, like my life had changed because I was already thinking bigger. I was already doing that. But when we think about thinking bigger and thinking smaller, you know, if we think small and we go, Hey, you know, I just want to build a nice little business and it's going to be just, here's what my idea is. And all I got to do is if I could just have a few clients and we think small, or if we think big and we go, wow, I want to blow it out. I want to make sure that, you know, like I, I want to change the world. I want to absolutely impact millions of people. You know, our goal at success, 2 billion people over the next eight years, right? If we have that massive goal, but here's the thing that's really interesting. The same amount of time and energy and effort it, it is the same amount of time, energy and effort to be big and think big or to think small. And the only difference in that is that if we think small, nobody wants to play with us. Nobody wants to join us. Nobody wants to follow us. If we think big, everybody wants to be inspired. Everybody wants to join. Wow, I, I'll work for free. I want to just be around you. I want to, right? So when we think big, we attract more. And the only difference between those two uh, accomplishments or two results is how big we think the vision we have for it. So I would work very hard on the vision and the, and the why, the, the what, what am I intending for the world? What do I want to do? Like people go, I want to really change the world. Well, that's great, but you're going to have to show up. You can't change the world from a, from a fetal position, right? You've got to, you've got to come out. Oh, I love this. I love this so much. Can I love, just inject? Uh, yeah, of course. 90% of female owned businesses make less than six figures. And I think you've hit the nail on the head, what you just said. I think it was like, poof, epiphany for me. This is why they go in thinking small. I must be honest, I did that too, but only for half a year. Then I started to think bigger when I saw what was possible for me. When you got around people that were thinking bigger and then you started to see a new norm, right? Join so a mastermind. by the people yeah. around us, right? Right. Yeah. Jim, Jim Rohn said, we're, we are the five people that we hang around the most. We become their income. We become those people. And so when you start to elevate that, suddenly you start to see more possibilities. It's a great chance for me real quickly. And I know we're, we've got to be running close on time. I'm not sure how we're doing. That's fine. That's let fine. Me, let me, let me, yeah. uh, let me read we, this to you. Okay. Yeah. And, and this is a piece called commitment. And I think it plays right into what you just said about the under hundred thousand, under six figures and, and women. And I'm going to say this is about men and women, but Listen to it from your own heart. It says commitment. It, uh, by the way, the author's name is Sharique Carter Scott. She's written many things, but I've never found this piece. Commitment is what turns dreams into reality. Your choice is what you want, and your commitment is what allows you to have it. This is the process. You look to see what you want. You choose it. You commit to it. Commitment means makes choice real. Commitment means this is going to happen, and I'm going to be the one who causes it to happen. It means doing what you say you will do and having what you want, no matter what the obstacles. You can commit to anything, a person, a job, a way of life, losing 10 pounds, or a way to spend your weekend. It doesn't matter what you commit to. Here's the key. What matters is the relationship you develop with yourself by committing to what you want. When you commit, you know you can be counted on to do what you say you will do and to have what you want. Here's another big piece. For people who have a strong investment in not getting what they want, Commitment is extremely uncomfortable and sometimes painful. 
The painful part is letting go of the attachment to not getting what you want. Hmm. Wow. That's wow. big. Yes. Commitment means pu putting all your resources behind the things you've chosen, putting all your eggs in one basket. It means complete trust in your choice. Com commitment means no more holding back, no more waiting to see if something or someone better will come along. No more complaining about the obstacles and no more waiting for someone else to do it for you. Commitment is not passive, complacent, or hopeful. It is active and determined. Commitment means getting out there and making it happen. It means putting 100% of you on the line and going for it. No reason can stop you when you're committed. I'm almost done. When you have committed to someone or something, there is no more confusion or doubt. You have direction, focus, and purpose. Commitment gives you freedom and it gives you great power. But here's the, here's the, the, the crescendo. Commitment means that you back yourself and that you stand totally behind your choices. Commitment means giving yourself all the power in your life. It means being committed to you. Wow. I'm getting goosebumps. We'll just let it sit there. Mm. Wow. Powerful, huh? Very powerful. Wish I'd written, wish I'd written it, but yeah. I'm glad I found it. I'm glad you found it. I'm glad you found it again and read it. Uh, it's just so perfect. It's exactly what we need to do. And why are we not doing it? Yeah, we're not doing it because uh, we've, we've heard from people um, that, that, being, that fitting in and, and playing small is uh, acceptable. And we need to hang around with a crowd that holds us to a higher standard. And your influence, of course, on people that are listening is a big part of that. I've, I've hoped that through the years that when I said to Jim Rohn, I want to do what you do and be like you, I hope that I've had my, you know, my impact on the world as well. Uh, my friend, Tony Robbins has obviously uh, done a great job with that as well. I think that we have a responsibility. I think that, that along with opportunity, which everybody has much greater than they know, but you're showing them that that's part of what this is about. Mm -hmm. And for everybody that has an opportunity, we also have the responsibility. You know, Jim Rohn told me years ago, uh, Sigrun, that um, we are either living our lives as examples or as warnings. Oy, I don't know. And I think that, you know, that for us to live our lives as, you know, we're, we're being watched today, especially, I mean, in social media, but, you know, there's cameras everywhere. I mean, there's cameras everywhere. So we're, we're being watched constantly. And if we're worried about that, uh, what I would worry about is showing up small and not seeing myself through the the full potential that I was created. You know, God put you here for a reason. And, uh, you know, there's a, a beautiful, um, it was never a poem. I don't know what it was, but I remember I was watching a movie, which I'm not sure if it made it to uh, where you live, but it was called Coach Carter and it was a sports movie and a basketball movie. I'm a big basketball fan. So I was very interested in the movie, loved the movie. And at the very end, there was a, there was a young man that stood up and talked to his coach and he said some words. And I remember being in the theater. This is like, I don't know, 10, 12 years ago. I don't know when it came out, but I remember bawling like a baby. My eyes were just welling up and I was crying like a baby. And the words were so beautiful. And I remember capturing it with Google. And I was like, what, what did he say? Just, I grabbed just a few words, right? And, and this thing came up and it said it was the inaugural speech for Nelson Mandela in 1993 when he became president of South Africa. And I, sorry, I started, I, I printed it and I started reading it to my audiences. And uh, I remember somebody came up and corrected me and said, no, that's not his. He borrowed it from um, uh, Return to Love by Marianne Williamson. 
and it's a piece called Our Deepest Fear. Have you ever heard it? No. Okay, so I'm going to share this. I, I don't need to read it. I've memorized this and internalized it. Wow. But I want your listeners to hear this because I think this is the responsibility we have. And she said, our deepest fear is not that we are inadequate. Our deepest fear is that we are powerful beyond measure. It's our light, not our darkness that most frightens us. We ask ourselves, who am I to be brilliant, gorgeous, talented, and fabulous? Actually, who are you not to be? You're a child of God. You're playing small doesn't serve the world. There's nothing enlightened about shrinking so that other people won't feel insecure around you. We were born to make manifest the glory of God that's within us. It's not just in some of us, it's in every one of us. And as we let our own light shine, we unconsciously give others permission to do the same. As we are liberated from our fears, our presence automatically liberates others. Powerful. That's what I'm talking about. Yeah. That's that's called playing big. Yes. Big that's that playing small it doesn't serve anybody. That that the world has never been changed by somebody who played small. The world has been changed by people who said it's not okay that it's like this. People deserve more. And if we've got to, if we're sitting listening to you today or any day that you're uh, listening to your podcast and we're inspired and we have a vision for doing something, make it a big vision, not a small vision, because a big vision and a small vision take exactly the same amount of time and effort and energy, right? And 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 let's not live as a as a, a warning. Let's live as an example. I don't want people to go, well, whatever you do, don't do what he did or don't do what she did, right? It's not that. Let's not live as a as an example of what not to do, but what to do and to really inspire people and in order to do that, you have to inspire yourself. You have to really come from a place of wholeness and knowing that you are enough. Enoughness is at the core of it. And uh, self-love, not, not, not ego, but self-love, self-care, knowing how big you are, knowing how important your role is, knowing that, that every human being, that I depend on you and you depend on me, we wouldn't even be able to do what we're doing if it wasn't for each other and the world that we're creating together, right? I mean, that's, what, that's how it is. We're in a relationship. Yeah. And so I, I don't know if everybody will get that, but I hope it inspires a few people anyway. Well, you have massively inspired me. And I know when I am inspired, my audience is inspired. I've had goosebumps several times. And I am so glad we finally made it done <laughs> that you didn't give up on me. Uh, and you were here and you showed up. You have work to do and so do I. Steven. Yes. We have... We have work to do, and this is uh, this is how we touch, uh, you know. And, and please, uh, all of your listeners and you, uh, please um, join us in touching two billion lives. We think we can impact the planet completely. We can, and do it's it. not out of ego. I don't mean that. I just mean I just know that with with people like you and joining forces together, uh, we can we can make something massive happen. And um, I hope people will get involved in in what you're doing and get you know get take your courses and and uh, get around people like you get around the things that we're doing get around Jamie Kern Lima uh, from it Cos cosmetics and get around Tony Robbins get around success we've got so many things we're doing anyway yes yes think bigger it's the same effort I love that that's what's my best takeaway. Thank you so much for coming on the show, Don. It was a real, yeah, real absolutely. pleasure. Can I give somebody a, a way to find us if they absolutely. would like to do that? Yeah. Um, yeah. So probably for me personally, Instagram, the real Don Hobbs is is uh, probably my easiest way. 
And uh, Don at success.com is my email. That's kind of dangerous. Uh, but anyway, we'll, we'll put it out there. And if anybody wants uh, to, you know, if there's something we can do, you know, we're, we're building a coaching certification that's been remarkable. We're um, just doing some, some incredible things. I'm just honored to be playing with the people I get to play with every day. So uh, it's pretty spectacular, pretty special. And I thank you for um, allowing us to be part of your day. Thank you again. It was my real pleasure. Have you already joined Online Business Summer School? This is your best chance to make massive progress in your business. When others take a break, we build our business. Go to the show notes at signal.com forward slash 436, where you will find a link to sign up for free for Online Business Summer School, and there you will also find all the links to Don Hobbs. Thank you for listening to The Sigrun Show. See you in the next episode and inside Online Business Summer School.